Molecules are not flat. They're three-dimensional, and that has implications for their physical and chemical properties. For example, X-ray crystallography labs at MIT determine the 3D shapes of protein molecules to design drugs that will fit into those proteins. In this video, you'll learn about an empirical model that chemists use to predict a molecule's 3D shape from its Lewis structure. This video is part of the Representations video series. Information can be represented in words, through mathematical symbols, graphically, or in 3D models. Representations are used to develop a deeper and more flexible understanding of objects, systems, and processes. Hello, my name is Kathy Drennan. I'm a professor in the chemistry department at MIT. I hope you've been enjoying this general chemistry course at SUTD. After watching this video, you will be able to use VSEPR model to predict three-dimensional structures from two-dimensional Lewis structures and discuss some of the assumptions of the VSEPR model. Before watching this video, you should be able to draw Lewis structures for simple molecules. The VSEPR model, which builds off of Lewis structures, is based on the idea that regions of high electron density repel one another. Let's take a look at a Lewis structure for NF3 to see what that means. The VSEPR model focuses on the central atoms of the molecule and assumes that the bonded atoms and the lone pairs on the central atom are spaced far apart as possible from each other to minimize electron repulsion, but at the same time are equidistant from the central atom. The VSEPR model attributes lone pairs of electrons with having stronger repulsion than bonded electrons. And finally, the VSEPR model treats multiple bonds between two atoms as a single region of electron density. Let's apply the VSEPR model to look at a few molecules. For example, if we look at nitrous oxide, we see that there are two atoms bonded to the central atom and zero lone pairs of electrons on the central atom. To minimize electron repulsions, we will maximize the distance between two bonded atoms by placing them along a line on either side of the central nitrogen atom. We can see also that if we place one of the bonded atoms elsewhere, we would not be able to maximize the distance between the bonded atoms. We would describe nitrous oxide as having a linear geometry. In a linear model, the bond angle between the atoms is 180 degrees. Note that when we examine the Lewis structure for nitrous oxide, the triple bonded nitrogen was treated the same as the single bonded atom. Now if we follow a similar procedure for sulfur trioxide, we see that there are three bonded atoms to the central atom and zero lone pairs on the central atom. To maximize the distance of bonding atoms from each other, we will space them 120 degrees apart from the central atom on the vertices of an equilateral triangle. We would describe sulfur trioxide as a trigonal planar molecule with bond angles of 120 degrees. Now let's look at SO2. Notice that you can draw resonance structures for SO2. Because VSEPR doesn't distinguish between single and multiple bonds, we can look at any resonance structure when predicting geometry. So let's focus on one of these structures. What do you think the geometry of this molecule will be? Pause the video and draw a picture or construct a model using a model kit and continue playing the video to see if you are correct. Remember, and the VSEPR model assumes, that bonded atoms and lone pairs on the central atom are spaced as far apart as possible. On SO2, we have two atoms bonded to the central atom and one lone pair on the central atom. 
So we have three regions of electron density total. Think about how you would space these three regions as far apart as possible by placing them on the vertices of an equilateral triangle. On our model, this represents the lone pair of electrons. While we have to think about lone pairs of electrons when predicting geometry, the naming convention actually ignores them. So if we were to name this shape, we would focus on the shape that is determined by the atoms. We call this shape bent. It is tempting to say that the bonding angle will be 120 degrees, but bonding angles in molecules with lone pairs on the central atom have been observed to be smaller than expected. One possible explanation is that the lone pair can spread over a larger region than bonded electrons, causing the bonded atoms to move farther from the lone pair and closer to each other, compressing the bond angle. The VESPER model accounts for this by saying that lone pairs repel more strongly than bonded electrons. The result is that the bonded angle on sulfur dioxide will be less than 120 degrees, but VESPER theory cannot tell us the precise bond angle. Let us do another example, CH3Cl, chloromethane, aka methyl chloride. What do you think the geometry of this molecule will be? Pause the video, draw a picture, or construct the structure with a model kit, and you can continue playing the video to see if you are correct. How many atoms are bonded to the central atom? Four. How many lone pairs are on the central atom? Zero. If we are only thinking in two dimensions, it is tempting to place the four regions of electron density at 90 degrees to each other. But this would be incorrect. Remember, we're working in three dimensions. To maximize the distance of four regions of electron density, we can think about them lying on four corners of a tetrahedron. It may help to review what a tetrahedron looks like. A tetrahedron is a pyramid constructed from four equilateral triangles. It has a triangular base and sides made from triangles. This results in four corners or vertices. We imagine our central atom to be at the center of the tetrahedron. In tetrahedral geometry, the bond angle between bonded atoms is 109.5. This is larger than the 90 degrees predicted by putting all four regions in the same plane. The correct model of CH3Cl would look like this. This shape is aptly named a tetrahedron. Let's do another example. Nitrogen trifluoride. What do you think the geometry of this molecule will be? Pause the video, draw a picture, or construct the model using a model kit, and continue playing the video to see if you are correct. How many atoms are bonded to the central atom? Three. How many lone pairs are on the central atom? One. Again, we have to make sure we count the lone pairs of electrons. Again, to maximize the distance of the four regions of electron density, we can think about them as lying on the four corners of a tetrahedron with a central atom at the center of the tetrahedron. We could build this with our kit. It looks like this. As we said earlier, the nomenclature that is used to describe the molecular shapes focuses only on the position of the atoms. So if we ignore the lone pair, we are left with a shape that's called trigonal pyramid. Because the trigonal pyramid is based off a tetrahedron, we would normally predict that the bond angle is to be 109.5 degrees. 
However, the lone pair will repel the bonded electrons more strongly, causing a compression of the bond angles. The bond angles in trigonal pyramid will be less than 109.5 degrees. Now I encourage you to predict the geometry of sulfur hexafluoride. Pause the video, draw a picture, or construct a model using a model kit, and continue playing the video to see if you were correct. How many atoms are bonded to the central atom? Six. How many lone pairs are on the central atom? Zero. To maximize the distance of six regions of electron density, they lie at the vertices of an octahedron. Let's take a closer look at the octahedron. An octahedron is composed of eight triangles and has eight sides, but only six vertices. If we constructed sulfur hexafluoride with our kit, it would look like this. This shape is called an octahedron. The bond angle in octahedral geometry is 90 degrees. Let's try one that's a little bit different. Bromine pentafluoride. Pause the video, draw a picture, or construct the model with a model kit, and continue playing the video to see if you are correct. How many atoms are bonded to the central atom? Five. How many lone pairs are on the central atom? One. Again, to maximize the distance of six regions of electron density, they lie at the vertices of the octahedron. Our model would look like this. Remember, we only name geometric shapes in chemistry based on the positions of the atoms, so we ignore the lone pair. This shape is called a square pyramid. Because the square pyramid is based off octahedral geometry, we would normally predict the angles to be 90 degrees. However, the lone pair will repel the bonded electrons more strongly, causing a compression of bond angles. The bond angles in a square pyramid will be less than 90 degrees. These are just a few examples that we've covered today. Your textbook has more molecular geometries that you should make sure that you're familiar with. The VESPER model is a simple empirical model that works well for predicting the geometries of most simple molecules. But it is important to remember that as it is true for all models, it is based on some assumptions that limit its range of validity. As you progress through your studies and begin to look at more complex molecules such as proteins, you will find you need to use more complicated models in order to generate 3D representations of these molecules. In this video, you learn that VSEPR model can be used to help understand a simple molecule's 3D structure. In order to do this, you need to start with the Lewis structure for the molecule of interest and count how many atoms are bonded to the central atom and how many lone pairs are on the central atom. Then you need to think about how you can position those regions as far apart as possible from each other. This is where thinking about polyhedra is useful because the vertices of a polyhedra are at the maximum distance from each other. Finally, you should remember that the naming convention for molecular geometries focuses on the location of the atoms only. Because of the simplicity of the VSEPR model, it's fairly easy to translate two-dimensional images into three-dimensional molecules. And if you have a lot of practice doing this, then three dimensions will become second nature to you.